Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to Season 10 of the Firetime Podcast. Well, hey, as I record this, I am in Louisville, Kentucky, and I literally just left the HPB Expo. Man, and it was so cool to be a part of it this year. We came out with our 2023 Firetime Journal and gave out a ton of copies of that, plus some copies of the 2022 Journal to the folks that were at the trade show. And the culmination of it for us was our edX event that we hosted live in downtown Louisville, where we gave a series of TED-style talks about the future of our industry. And that night was a really cool night that we're going to share with you here on the podcast. But before we do, I want to frame out the way that season 10 is going to work. So our first three episodes of this season are going to be each of the three talks from our edX event just a couple days ago. The first First will be Grant Falco's talk, the second will be Brandy Biswell's, and the third will be the one that I contributed. And after that, we're going to jump into a pretty deep series about how to manage a sales team. So after we get through these next three episodes about the edX events we did at the HPP Expo, we're going to go into all the things needed to build and manage a sales team. I feel like with what I've been hearing from retailers and seeing firsthand, Many companies are in a place where they really, really need help with their sales team, and in particular, how to manage it, keep it accountable, and how to grow that team. So for the rest of the season, we are going to be jumping into episodes about building compensation plans and setting sales goals, how to utilize a documented sales process, operating out of a sales dashboard, coaching, metrics, meetings, and even more. So I'm really, really excited for you to hear these conversations that we have coming up, but for now... I want to take you back to the Baumhard Theater on the waterfront in downtown Louisville on Saturday, March 11th. In that theater, we all sat down to listen to Grant Falco give a presentation that's called Unleashing the Power of Grit and Empathy. Now, I have some thoughts to share at the back end of this episode, but for now, I'm going to step out of the way so you can hear this talk by Grant Falco. When I was 10 years old, my dad surprised me by taking me on a trip to Portland. I was really excited, but I was a little nervous. I mean, my dad worked hard. I mean, he sacrificed, sacrificed time with his family, right? So I was a little nervous to spend eight hours going to Portland with my dad, but I was super excited. As we hit the road, he talked about how his grandpa started our family business, a fruit stand, in 1928. He talked about how that fruit stand transitioned to a nursery. When I came in the business, it was a nursery. He talked about all the landscaping projects he started at such a young age. I remember he spoke with a particular spirit. It was just, it was just the look he had. I could see the pride on his face as he talked about the work he did. I didn't understand it. For him, the business was more than just selling plants. It was about making a difference in our community and in people's lives. As we approached the nursery the following morning, 
After a short stint in the hotel, I noticed my dad was staring down a neatly stacked row of nursery products. He was driving, but he was looking that way at that nursery. And I remember thinking, what is he looking at? I could see that he had the determination in his eyes. And when he had the determination like that, I didn't know if it was good or bad. I didn't understand the situation. He kept staring at this pile of plants. I didn't really know what was up, but I saw that dad look. You know, slightly red in the face, bugged out eyes, and that vein that just immediately pops out when he gets upset. I saw that. So I didn't think it was going to be good. He barely had the truck in park before he was out the door. As the door closed, I heard him shouting. A few minutes later, he opens the door with that smile smirk he has, and he says, son, let's get to work. Now, our family decided long ago to do business a little bit differently. We were a nursery. Most nurseries would order the product, Someone else would pick it up, bring it to them. Not my family. They didn't want someone else to pick out their product, load their product, and then transport their product back to the nursery. No way. Instead, they did the obvious thing. They bought a truck. They bought a trailer. They drove to Portland. They walked the aisles and handpicked every plant, every shrub, every tree. They drove to Portland to pick out the best products. No one else would. It was for the community. What I learned is that to be better took a commitment. It took accepting that it wasn't going to be easy ever. We started picking out all the nursery products, hauling them to the truck. We loaded them up carefully, organized all of it, and we were ready to go. But if anybody knows my dad, he was going to maximize the trip. I mean, we packed that truck and trailer. I mean, it was Tetris with care. What was cool to see, though, was that by the time we were leaving, my dad turned a tense situation into a positive experience. That nursery staff that he was yelling at, we were laughing and we were joking on the way out. As we drove back home, exhausted, of course, I now realize my dad's success wasn't just due to hard work. It was the combination of hard work with the mission of doing the right thing, whatever that is to you. The right thing is that vision that you commit to. I know that if I want to be like him, and I do, I too will need to master the balancing act of deploying grit just at the right times. Things were starting to look a little familiar as we approached Spokane, I saw her turn up ahead, and then I saw it go. It was right then I realized, oh my gosh, we're unloading the truck tonight. That day, my dad showed grit. As a small business owner, I know firsthand that running a business is never easy. It takes hard work, dedication, and a willingness to persevere through challenges and setbacks. Time out. Challenges and setbacks do not do it justice at what we deal with, what we feel like at 3 o'clock when something happens. I feel it. I know what you guys go through. I know 
what we all go through, every small business owner, in order to persevere those setbacks and challenges or whatever the proper word is for it, it takes grit. Grit is determination, passion to push through those situations, even when things get tough. It's the willingness to keep going when others, your competition, might give up. By staying focused on our mission, the impact we want to make, we can tap into the power of grit to overcome the challenges and achieve success. Having a mission provides greater sense of meaning and helps us stay motivated and committed even when the going gets tough. Grit requires a willingness to go above and beyond what is expected and to do things differently. Understanding is a huge part of it. As small business owners, we all face challenges and obstacles along the way, but by embracing grit, we can stand out from the competition, achieve our goals, and make a lasting impact in our industry. I often think about waking up in the middle of the night after flying home early from the 2020 New Orleans Expo. As I woke up, I remember thinking, oh, that was just a nightmare. <laughs> like all of you, I felt like everything we had worked so hard for was just being taken away from us, literally like right in front of our faces and overnight. And I worked hard. What the heck? Like, it was crazy. As I realized it wasn't a nightmare, I also realized that in the position I'm in, I'm the one that has to respond. I had to do something. I couldn't get back to sleep. So I got up. I recorded a 13-minute video. I remember. It was 13 minutes. And it was the first take. I discussed how scared I was. That I was, I was pissed. But I wasn't, I was past the sad, the scared, and the pissed. And I was just going to get after it. I wasn't going to sulk. And they weren't either. I'm going to show up and we will figure this out, was the mission and the, the whole backing of that video. On Monday, I sat in front of them above on the mezzanine, which was so weird just because we had to follow COVID protocol. And I made a statement that we are going to be stronger than ever coming out of this, and we're going to do everything to keep our team intact. There was so much unknown that Keeping our team intact was the ultimate priority and really garnered the ultimate buy-in. I was telling this story on a Firetime Happy Hour call, passionately, because I can get that way, especially when it's topics I love, when Jerry Eisenhower interrupted me. And he goes, Grant, Grant, you face heading into this current situation with drive, determination, and gusto, you have decided you will not let this current situation drag you down. It has fired you up. What I want to know is how much gunpowder do you consume at breakfast every morning? And I, I, I say that because so often I get these compliments. And so often I think, this was a compliment, yes. But not for me. For my dad. For my family. They were, it was developed in me. It was, it was ingrained in me. I, I mean, even no matter how much I fought it, that's who I had to be because those are the examples that I had. 
It had been six years since my last trip to Portland with my dad. Life had changed a ton in the six years. I was 10 and then 16. This time I was traveling with my mom, who made it a priority to make every single soccer game. And I played a lot of soccer. She made every single one rain or shine. Smile on her face, two other kids in tow. Even when it was snowing, she would be there. Our fireplace company had grown significantly, and my dad was busier than ever. So splitting his time between the nursery and the booming fireplace business just was difficult. Soccer was my sport, was my passion. I loved it. I was, I was naturally gifted at it and just enjoyed it. I'd played it since I was four. It came natural to me, but that year, my sophomore year of high school, I struggled. I struggled a ton. I kind of found myself after my freshman year getting cocky. I lost focus. It just wasn't me, but that's how I was acting. My play represented that, and I even got more frustrated and more frustrated. I was unable to process how badly I was playing, and I was just thinking, overthinking, so much so that I tried not to care, but I did, despite my struggles. My mom showed me specific empathy and grace, sprinkled in with a little grit. She managed our family, the constant travel, the other soccer parents, my dad, our business, all while supporting me like no one was ever around. This trip to Portland literally changed my life, and she doesn't even know it. After a game where I played bad, again, I kind of lost it. I got pulled out 20 minutes before the end of the game. That's not good. I played every game from start to finish up to that point. I was devastated. It seems silly now, but I was devastated. I was embarrassed. I remember not even being able to process it and just having to get out of there. I sat in the field next to me, next to our, our field, kind of overtucked behind the goal, with my head between my knees. My mom found me, of course, sitting alone and sulking. With my siblings right there, she got down to my level and spoke words that changed my life forever. She basically said, this is not who you are. This is not the man I raised. You need to pick your head up. You need to realize the value you bring. Nothing has changed except for you. Grant, people have it worse than you. So please do not let your good fortune go to waste. My mom's leadership style was selfless and compassionate. Every weekend, she committed to taking us to soccer tournaments, always putting our needs before hers. I didn't realize it then, but her empathy was a driving force behind her leadership approach. She prepared us, supported us, allowed for failures, built us up, and then moved on to the next person, always with a focus on others. As I look back on that trip to Portland with my mom, I'm reminded of her unwavering support and her ability to lead with empathy, to truly put everyone else before herself every single time. Her approach to leading our family is the approach I attempt to take in our business today. Being a mom is the ultimate leadership position. And if we paid attention, 
They could teach us everything we need to know. They have more grit than words can describe, but they make that grit with empathy, and that is what she did. Since then, my life has had this whisper following me around everywhere. I am realizing that it is probably my mom's advice, always guiding me, helping me understand when to deploy grit and empathy. Alfred Alder said, empathy is seeing with the eyes of another, listening with the ears of another, and feeling with the heart of another. Grit alone is not enough to stop, and too much grit can devastate your business. Business leaders need empathy to balance out that grit, to give the grit meaning, and to connect with employees, customers, and vendors. I mean, now more than ever. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others, to see things from their perspective, and to respond compassionately and understandingly. Leaders who demonstrate empathy can create a culture of trust, respect, and collaboration with other businesses. This is critical for attracting and retaining talent, building a loyal customer base, and achieving long-term success. Empathy is especially important in today's world, where many employees seek a sense of purpose and fulfillment that maybe we don't understand. Business leaders who show empathy create a workplace culture that values well-being and supports the personal and professional growth. In small business, that's hard to do. This, in turn, can lead to greater employees, greater engagement, productivity, and job satisfaction. Empathy is essential for building strong relationships with employees, customers, and vendors. This is essential in building a successful business. Understanding their needs, motivations, and perspectives can help business leaders tailor their products and their services to meet their customers' needs as well as their employees. Four and a half years ago, my wife and I traveled to Portland. It was for a Evisys conference, a business software conference. It was the first one I had attended, and we were excited to get away from the family. We had two kids at the time, and it, we, were, we were still learning. It was time we got away. We were excited to take a break learn a, and learn about the latest developments. Just before leaving to pick up my wife for the airport, disaster struck. One installer quit, then another, and another. All three were best friends who had been approached by a contractor on a new construction job and been propositioned to install countertops. It was a huge blow, to say the least, especially since most of our revenue went through the installation department. We were only seven working days away from their departure when I was set to arrive back in town, and it was headed into our busiest season and our most profitable. I agonized over what to do. I knew my team was counting on me to find a solution, and I couldn't let them down again. At the same time, I didn't want this to ruin my wife's first weekend getaway since our kids were born. I thought back to my mom's tireless commitment to our family and realized my wife is doing the exact same thing right now. That night, I woke up again 
with a sense of determination that did not allow me to go to sleep, I knew I had to approach this challenge with empathy and grit. I put myself in the team's shoes and worked tirelessly to find a solution that would not solve just the immediate problem, but solve this problem so I didn't have to deal with it again. I quickly put together a six-week installation training program that we still use today. I called on former installers. One was a salesperson. One was doing some service now. To come back in, hire two people each, and train the heck out of them. I incentivized them to get involved, knowing their expertise was essential for my success. It was difficult. I wanted to give up. But I didn't. I was determined to make it work because that's what our team deserved. Through this experience, I learned the importance of empathy and grit in leadership. As a leader, it's not just about finding solutions, but also about showing my team that I understand the impact of the problem and I can help them mitigate it permanently. This experience changed the way I interact with my install team and made me a better leader. It changed me completely. It was 2018 August, and it was, it was a life changer. In the end, we overcame that challenge and emerged stronger as a team. I have been blessed with amazing examples all through my life. My grandparents, my aunts and uncles, cousins, they're all business owners. My wife, gosh, my wife, <laughs> our four kids are all under eight. They've been sick for six months. I'm serious. And she's home alone with them, so I can be here. That is grit and empathy. She's a saint. I love you, Andrea. We all have it in us, but are we tapping into it? Stop worrying about how smart you are. Stop worrying about, like, if you went to school or not. Like, are we tapping into what we have? Do as Louis and Christy Falco have. Never give up. Always focus on what's important and love those around you. It's really not that hard. Think about it. Are you taking every opportunity to find grit within? Are you even thinking about empathy at all? Don't let the fast years go to our heads. We've done a great job. But the next few years will require more grit and empathy than ever before. The combination of grit and empathy give you the ability to do great things. Now, here's the secret. Grit and empathy work both ways. You give it, and you'll get it. You'll get it back more and more and more. Trust me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that edX presentation by Grant Falco, Unleashing the Power of Grit and Empathy. You know, there's a couple things that I think are just really, really important to highlight. First off, you've heard Grant talk about it on this podcast before, but he's been profoundly shaped by his family, and that was the anchor story that, that he used inside that presentation about how his experiences with his dad, watching his tenacity and grit in the way that he would work from a young age, really informed Grant, but it wasn't just grit alone. It was that the empathy shown by his mom when combined with the grit is truly where the superpower is. There's a book that I read years ago by Angela Duckworth that's called Grit, 
and and it's phenomenal. It's about how there 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 is like a tangible scientific study that they've done of people who are successful, and they find this attribute that they call grit, which has to do with this relentless persistence against opposition is is something that is is necessary for success. But I think what Grant highlighted in combining it with empathy really is where the superpower comes in. And it's it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. That in Grant's situation, when those installers quit, I was with him that night in Portland. Me and my wife were out with him and, and his wife. And I remember how difficult it was for him. But like, I mean, within 48 hours of that happening, he, he called me and just said, Tim, I stayed up almost all night and, and we're going to figure this thing out. And as a part of the system he developed, he had to think about, well, well, why did they quit? Where did we let them down? What if I was in their shoes? What would I do? And that's deploying empathy. You know, for many business leaders in our industry, they, they don't show empathy to their people. And, and whether it's because the the newer generation coming in might be more sensitive than them or may not you know work quite as hard or have as much of a nose to the grindstone mentality often they're dismissed as snowflakes or as lazy and and there might be bits of truth to that but regardless oftentimes our first reaction is not to empathize and think about how do they feel right now how would i feel if I had had the same upbringing, and if I was in the same situation that they're in. And, and I think that both of those mentalities really are required, like Grant talked about, and we should all be thinking about how to employ them. There's a really good book I'm reading right now with the Wi-Fi or business cohort called Good to Great. It's by Jim Collins. It came out around the year 2000. And it's a study comparing companies in similar situations and industries that had had average results for a while and one of the companies exploded into terrific growth and the other one maintained average results. And it's, it's about the differences between those companies. But in it, they talk about the mark of a level five leader. And basically, a level five leader has a combination of humility about themselves and a relentless iron will that what they want to accomplish will get done, not for their sake, but for the greater sake of the organization. And it's the combination of the unbelievable humility with the iron will that produced results in these companies. And I think that that's what this presentation is really tapping into. Now, next week, we're going to listen to Brandy Biswell's edX presentation, and hers was phenomenal. And it has to do with the incoming generation of workers and how we need to adapt the way that we think in light of them, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Now, as I said at the beginning of the episode, the first three episodes of this season will be the three edX presentations from the HPB Expo, and after that, we're going to jump into a long series about managing a sales team, and it's going to start to get really, really practical. Well, hey, if this podcast has been a blessing for you today and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website, patreon.com slash itsfiretime. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash itsfiretime. And you know, for me right now, I mean, I'm sitting here in my hotel late at night in Louisville, Kentucky, just reflecting on the trade show, and I am just 
amazed at how many conversations I had with people who have been listening to the podcast and, and, and taking these insights and applying them into their businesses and making them better and better and better. And, and it was just such a reminder that, that this movement really does have legs and is going somewhere. So for you, even if you feel alone as you're thinking about this and implementing it, just know that there are people all over the world that are doing the same thing and you're not alone in this journey. Now, my hope for you this week is that in light of Grant's conversation, that you could audit your own life and think about where are situations that I need to deploy more grit, where I I actually need to fight against this resistance with that iron will to say, this will get done no matter what. And also, where's a situation where you need to deploy empathy where you haven't or where it's difficult for you. If you can do those things, it's amazing how people will rally to follow you. Hope you guys have an amazing week. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. All in to buy.